Stacey Washington joins us now via Skype on the radio program and simulcast. Stacey, good to see you, my friend, and congrats on your book. I love this. This is a fantastic book, and I'm going to talk to you about it with all these issues. I'm so glad that you wrote this. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. I've been so excited all day, bouncing off the walls and telling people like, um, I'm going on Dana today, so get your get your ear holes ready because we're going to be together again, like the good old days. <laughs> yes, like the good old days. And I, I'm, like I said, I'm so glad that you wrote this. We have kids that are kind of around the same age and our kids are older kids. And I'm, I'm, this is just so weird. You've been speaking about this for quite a bit. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a push like this. And now Disney mainstreaming it. Um, I wanted to get, first off, your reaction to what you heard in that video. And then I'm going to talk to you. I want to get into this through through your book because you really have a lot of amazing points in this book. I don't want to give it away, but I want people to know why they should get it and, and how you address this. So, you know, Dana, when you talk about our kids, I remember being at your husband's place, Shock City, years ago, and your kids were running around in the background. And if you'd said to me then, oh, by the way, um, they're going to be grooming children for sexual content. They're going to be talking to kids about LGBT sex. They're going to actually have programming that normalizes it for kids. They're going to target the kids. I said, yeah, not in America, because, you know, parents are pretty in control here and we, we, we know what's up. But that's exactly what they're doing. And I, when I was re- researching how to talk about this, how do I, how do I talk to parents about this? Because you know how it is doing radio, you come across a lot of information, but not all of it is what a parent needs to navigate this. And I found that there's actually the exceptions to obscenity laws. Any teacher, any educational institution can simply say this sexual content, this pornographic content, these cartoons showing a man and a child having sex can actually um, have a literary or educational value. And therefore, as a teacher, I'm immune to you complaining about it. I can provide that content to your kid. So the American uh, Library Association started it. They said that to keep this content from kids was discriminatory because children should have the right to decide for themselves whether or not they consume sexual content. And so they put it all through the library anywhere that children could go in the children's section. And then of course, who follows the ALA? public schools. And so they did it in their libraries. So of course, Disney feels not just uh, empowered, but obligated to follow these cues because we as parents weren't exactly sent an email or an opt-out form or a notification about this content. So, you know, when you talk about the time that I spent talking about this, Mm. it's been a lot of time I've talked, but I felt like I had to put it in a book because that way someone can find it without me telling them. Someone can actually take it home and ruminate over it. And it's kind of rough, but I also include the scripture in here because mm-hmm. as people of faith, we need that to empower us to fight back against this nonsense. That's absolutely true. And of course, Stacy's written a lot about faith issues as well. Uh, she's the communications director for Family Vision Media. And you might have also seen her. She was also a co-chair for uh, Black Voices for Trump as well. You were there in that Rose Garden when all that happened. I remember watching. I saw you on TV when that man was yelling at everybody. Oh, I was oh. watching. I saw all that. You were at that super spreader event. Remember that Rose Garden? I, I, was, I was in Tulsa where, you know, people caught COVID and we were supposed to be killing people. 
Yeah, that was me. I was on C-SPAN. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and, and I want to add, Stacey's also a radio talk show host, a fantastic one in her own right as well. You mentioned something. I want to pull this chapter out because I love that you didn't make any apologies about this. And the book that we're talking about is Eternally Cancel Proof. Uh, you said uh, you were talking about, you know, you just mentioned indoctrination. What this was, uh, I'm pulling my notes up here. Indoctrinating your kids is your job. Yeah. I And I love that you're just like, yeah, that's your job as a parent and you're not apologizing for it. Indoctrinating your children is your job. And you said something. You said uh, 18 summers is all you got, parents. 18 yeah. summers is it. That really puts it into just really sharp perspective. You it are as the parent. It makes me cry when I, I My kids are already all in college. So my 18 summers are up. But the youngest one is 18. And when I wrote that down, I actually got a little, like I got a little misty eyed because I was thinking about how many times over the course of their childhood, I would just hear them talking or look in on them and realize these aren't, these are not only not babies anymore. They're not little kids anymore. Now they're teenagers. Oh my goodness. Now they're all driving. Oh my goodness. Now they're all pulling out of my driveway to go off to college. And me and my husband are standing there with our little fat dog thinking, Aww. now what are we going to do? So, you know, you, you're, you're in the same boat. You love them so hard and you love them so much and you know them so well and we're sending them out into a world that it used to just be that we had to kind of worry about them maybe catching some lefty ideas. Right. Now we have to worry about them catching um, gender confusion and the, there's an onslaught against just the idea of America, the idea of our country. And right. so. And you I, mentioned I, that I, I you bring up you write and this is in your left writer biblical truth, which I love that concept. You're, you talk about how you have two very different divergent political platforms and two very opposing ideas. And I was thinking about this with the context of this this Florida bill, the, the parental consent bill, because it seems like consent is dead now on the left. You have parents that, you know, we raise our children. We we with our taxpayer dollars forcibly taken, we send them to school where we are partnering with educators to teach them. And but we are still the ultimate authority in their lives, whereas the state and I think a lot of the left nowadays believes that it's the state that actually has more authority in the life of a child than a parent. And that by sending their children to school, parents are forfeiting that right. Do you that's do you get that that that's do you do you see that that's or feel that that's where we are actually at right now in terms of our kids and parents versus state? Yes. So do you remember saying on the radio, your kids are belong to us now? Yes. So that was so funny because you use the broken English to indicate how these are morons, but they really think our kids belong to them. So we give birth to them. We raise them. We send them to school with 250 numbers and 50 sight words. And then they're like, hey, kid, have you ever put a condom on a banana? That was a story way back when. And it was shocking. But everything that's going on now is so much more shocking. And so when you talk about how they view our kids, Hillary Clinton wrote a book about, you know, it takes a village. Um, it takes a village if that village is a church, because your church home is where you're going to find people who are going to help you in the rearing of your child. They're going to be the ones to bring you meals when your child is in the hospital. They're going to come over and maybe mop your floors and clean your bathrooms when your husband is sick and all you can do is take care of him. These are That's your village, if that's what we're calling it. But Hillary Clinton didn't mean that. She means that once your kids are in public schools, it's open season to indoctrinate them. And that's why it's our job to indoctrinate them. And indoctrination, of course, has a negative connotation, but the positive one is simply to disciple someone, to teach them in a certain way or thought 
pattern, a thought process, a way of living. And as Christians, we are actually supposed to bring our kids up in the way, which is Jesus Christ, to speak to them about him in the morning, the midday, the noon, the evening, at night. And it's not quoting scripture to them. It's just speaking truth to them. That is the true way of following Jesus is to follow the truth. So we have like kind of given away our power. And those buildings belong to us. The kids belong to us. Everyone employed in the building is your employee. When they make capital improvements, they do it with your money. When they build new buildings, they do it with your money. When they pass bond issues, that's your money borrowed and then borrowed again. Everything about it is under our power and control. And we don't need permission. We need to actually exert our power and control because citizen is the highest office in the land. And so, you know, there's, there's so much we can say about it. But in the end, just like you don't allow me, like, think about it. If you came home... And I was at your house already, like uninvited, with my feet up on the coffee table eating your ice cream, the, the ice cream you saved for yourself. I'm eating it. And you're like, Stacey, I mean, all love and respect, but what are you doing here? And I'm like, oh, I moved in. I'm I'm here. And I'm, I'm here to teach your dog new tricks. And I'm here to like change your furniture around. I've already ordered new things and I use your Amazon account. You'd be like, oh, you have to go. You have to get up out of here. And expletives might be used because that's not my role. They're in our house. They're talking to our kids. And the time for us to put a stop to it is now. We can't wait another day. I'm talking about checking out those pornographic books in the library. You just check them out and they're at your house. And if they buy new ones, you go check those out and they're at your house until you can actually force them to stop putting them there. You have to get them out of the building or your child can't be in the building. We're at that point. When Disney, whose primary consumer, Dana, is families like yours and mine, they're catering to a woke left mob that doesn't have any kids. They they obviously don't care about shareholder but value. It's gonna but it's going to kill I, kids. I stay. I want to play this audio soundbite for you, Stacey. Pete Buttigieg said this on the View. Was it just this morning? Yeah. This morning. I got to get your reaction to this. State of Florida, when the with the so-called "don't say gay" law now, um, which he says will kill kids. Do you agree? And you know, as a as a politician, because this this strikes you as, you know, your husband is a teacher. You are uh, obviously LGBTQ yourself, and you are now a parent. Yeah. So how do you feel? Yeah, he's right. It's going to kill kids somehow. He's essentially accusing parents of potentially murdering their kids because they... Well, Dana, you know what? Um, the, The suicide rate among transgender children is actually very high. And it actually spikes after they have the hormone therapy and the surgeries because they wake up and they Shut still have yeah, but they don't have a body that is their own anymore. It's a body they don't recognize and now they still have the feelings. And so they then attempt suicide repeatedly and often they succeed. So the true killing of the children is happening from the left woke ideology that's being placed on them. These children need therapy. They need possibly, you know, they might need medication. They need love and care and assistance. They don't need to be taught anything more about sex if they're struggling with their gender identity, which, by the way, uh, what, how we used to deal with that was we would allow girls to be tomboys and we would yeah. allow boys to go and they'd grow out of it. Right. That's how we used to deal with it. Yeah, well, so, that's how we that's how we would approach it. The other thing you add in the book is Eternally Cancel Proof, a guide for courageous Christians navigating the political battlefront. And there's a lot of really good ways for parents who, you know, you identify and, and really not just parents either. And this is my last thing for you talking with our, our friend Stacy Washington. You can find her at Stacy on the right on Twitter uh, and her show Stacy on the right. You can hear on Sirius X and Patriot 125. You also talk about 20 somethings having a good faith life, which I feel like a lot of people, a lot of like us parents, we don't talk about it because I, it, it feels almost like um, parents are worried about discussing it because they are trying to attract children or, or their children with moderation. 
Uh, and so they don't want to feel like they're, but no, I think you should, you, I don't know how you can get through life without not having a good faith life. And that's part of, as you said, indoctrinating your kids, but also 20 somethings, you need to have that. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is we're afraid to say, how is church this Sunday? Cause we think that when they're in college, they're not going to go to church, but they will. If they think that's the expectation, they yep. will. And so will they make it every Sunday? Probably not. They're going to maybe stay up too late gaming and they're going to miss some Sundays. But that doesn't mean you give up. You just keep the communication open. And with our kids, it's not me checking in and saying, did you go to church this Sunday? It's, hey, you know, how was church? And if they say, oh, we didn't make it. Well, let me tell you how it was here, you know, at Grace, where we go. And, you know, this is what Pastor Ron said today. And it was so good. Maybe you want to catch the video later. And then next weekend, you're home. Let's all go to church together and hit brunch afterwards. Because it's it's an experience. It's a whole day. It's not just, you know, sitting in the pew. Right. And I know you know this. I love I, that I, you said that. It is a day. Yeah, it's a day. And you tweet out, you know, get in the pew. I hope I see you in the pew this week. And you 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 generate that kind of. It's a community. It's online, but it's also in person. But within your family, how can so I can't get through life without Jesus? How can I expect my twenty year old to? And she's in an onslaught. You know, she's about to graduate. Actually, we have one graduate. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. I, the last time you saw my kids, they were all super short. Now one's graduating. One's a junior. One's a freshman. And I tell you, Dana, I, I, there are times when I'm crying out to God because I got my own little problems I'm working through. And if I have to cry out to him, they certainly will as well. And as people of faith, there's no shame in that. There's right. no shame in saying to your child, hey, I, you know, I noticed you haven't been to church in a while. I, is there anything going on? Right. Is there anything I can pray for you for? Or FaceTiming them when they're freaking out about that test. FaceTiming them and saying, let's pray real quick. Let's let's take this to the Lord so you can get on with your day because I know how this is. I'm freaking out about my show tonight. I have no guests or I'm freaking out about, you know, whatever it is. So we got to let them know that's okay. And, it, and it's the openness that they respect. They actually yep. respect more that I'll tell them the truth. My rougher times in my 20s, I've gone ahead and shared. And that is actually what strengthens the relationship when they realize it's, it's not Stacey. Yep just my mom and she's made a whole bunch of errors and she's told me about a lot of them. And now I know she's real and I can tell her about my stuff. Exactly. The book is eternally cancel proof. And I love, by the way, just, you don't even, it's, it's, I love this, the, the reminder of redemption in the title too. Eternally cancel proof, a guide for courageous Christians navigating the political battlefront. I've read it. It's a great book. My friend, Stacy Washington, find her Stacy on the right. Listen to her show series, Sex and Patriot. Congratulations as well on this book, my friend. It's so good to talk with you. We got to have you back again. I think this is a must read. Parents need to go and order it today. Good to see you. We'll talk again soon. We'll get together again soon. Good to see you. Congrats on everything. 